Welcome everyone to the Pantheon of M. I'm your host, Ray Schoonberg, and today it's the third Monday of the month, which means I get to review a Razzie-nominated film. And today's review, it's Hellboy, the 2019 film starring David Arbor and directed by Neil Marshall. Now, Marshall is known for doing thrillers like Dog Soldiers and The Descent movies. This is a rated R film, and it is considered a horror. Uh, it is a reboot, if you will, or... Yeah, it's a reboot of what Guillermo del Toro did with the original Hellboy movies. Uh, this got a Razzie because it, was, it wasn't it was well received. Um, I think the best part of this film is David Arbor as Hellboy. I think his portrayal as the character, uh, when, you're looking, when you're looking at Ronald Perlman, who, uh, by the way, every and I went to go see him at the, uh, I think it was 2007, no, 2018... Yeah, 2018 or 2019, uh, Niagara Falls Comic Con, just before the pandemic. And he was asked, like, point blank, like, what was his feelings towards the reboot? And this is what he said, and I'm going to paraphrase. He didn't hold any grudges. I mean, the only thing he had, the only thing he was protective of was Guillermo del Toro. Uh, the director, because he's he, he loves that guy. Uh, he has nothing but great things to say about him. It's his legacy. It's one of his imprints to a film, uh, a pantheon of films, especially in those, the genre of horror and the comic books, uh, because Guillermo del Toro is a genius in his own right. He's a child at, at heart when he does uh, these films. He's enthusiasm, and these are the things that Perlman has said. And he's, he would love to work with uh, Guillermo del Toro on almost whatever he has. Now, Perlman is up there in age. He's around seven years of age. Um, you know, he can't really do these big action films. So to have someone to take over the mantle of Hellboy makes sense. Now, were there, now was the film any good? Now, what I'll say is this. He didn't reference to how bad the film is, and he knew there was some chaos that was going behind the scenes between, uh, there, was, there was rumors about Arbor and the director, the director in general. You know, and I think nobody on either side wants to make make a bad film. Everyone goes into it with great intentions, and no one wants to have butt heads creatively or instantly. I mean, they want to make a film successful because at the back end, everyone makes money, everyone's happy. You know, and it looks and you're only as good as your last film, and people will remember you for your mistakes. And people don't, and, you know, director as well as a star. So no one really wants to do it, disservice to it. That being said, um, there's a lot of things I. Did not like, but let's get into the heart of it. What's the story about? Well, Mila Jovovich plays the Blood Queen, uh, similar to another film I'm not going to reference to, Justice League, the movie that not necessarily doesn't matter which one it is. The Mother Boxes, um, where they, in order to, after the fight with Darkseid's um, henchman, um, Steppenwolf, uh, they separate the Mother Box to all, like, three different areas of the, of the Earth, hidden from mankind. So that's what they do with the Blood Queen. They chop it up in little pieces. Um, they cut up the, the, the Blood Queen because she's a threat to mankind. She wants to bring the, the end of days to man. So they cut up in little pieces. King Arthur, with his Excalibur sword, separates her body, her head, her, her hands, everywhere else. And they scatter her bodies all over the world until eventually someone finds pieces of her and tries to bring her back to bring the end of days. Ragnarok, whatever you want to call it, they bring her back. Authorian legend with Merlin on King Arthur. They mix that story with, with uh, Hellboy's true origins, which is in itself absurd, but it does make sense for this movie. Um, the imagery, like Baba Yaga, they have a boogeyman in here. Uh, the boogeyman is very trippy. It reminds me of Silent Hill in terms of the imagery, the eeriness, uh, the dimensional uh the dimensional disposition of where we are, the uneasiness of it, and the, not vertigo, but there's a kind of a, um, an untangible, like, 
um, uh, just atmosphere about it. And of course, if you watch, um, well, John Wick, you know, Baba Yaga is uh, from that name, the Boogeyman. It's Russian, where it's like Candyman, where you say Baba Yaga five times in the mirror. The Baba Yaga would appear, and he comes and kill, comes to claim the child. He eats children. So this is where I got the connection between Baba Yaga and the love and his obsession for the kids. There is, I guess, there is some sort of storyline or mythology with the Boogeyman and children, uh, especially Eastern um, mythology and stories about the Boogeyman. Uh, this holds true. So they kind of explore that in this movie. Is not as good as I would want it to be. I kind of was hoping. Oh, sorry, I was hoping it to be. Uh, what. Well, because it has a kind of Silent Hill uh, imagery and uneasiness to it, that was very cool. Uh, and uh, and I think again, David Arbor as the as the hero playing um, Hellboy, I can't think of anyone else playing that role other than him. Because if you connect it between Ron Perlman and him, there was very it's almost meant to be. And that's the highest high praise. And I think David Arbor, being a character actor, really come from obscurity. Um, you know, of course, he just did uh, Black Widow, uh, which is another, another big role for him. And and he made his break his breakthrough role, though he's been acting for over a decade plus, uh, was of course in Stranger Things season two. When uh, it was at the end of season two, when this movie came out, uh, season three, you know was released i think i think i was running uh when this movie was released so uh he is a character actor a bona fide and really solidified star in my opinion uh, i hope nothing but good things for him and the, the other name i want to name drop i want to do is sasha lane who plays alice the like clairvoyant or who has who, who, who ends up having a power in herself to help fight these ghosts and demons uh you can see here recently now or this past summer in loki she played hunter c20 so she's coming around uh making a, a, a splash for herself in film or in, in this case that, that's my big plug so if she looks familiar to you or if you can see who, who that was alice from um that alice from hellboy is hunter c20 from loki and that's i'm looking forward to see more of her she seems like a really good actress and I, I, I hope to see more of her anyways. Uh, Mila Jovovich, of course, it was because of the Resident Evil connection. I think that's why she was cast for this role. She was having fun. Um, do I think any of this serious? I mean, not really. I mean, Ian McShane playing his, the father is probably the only connection I have from the last film. Uh, but they're using sequences from the Haunting of Connecticut with the, with the ectoplasm. That, that one threw me off a little bit. That wasn't really... I mean, I understand, like, okay, the premise of it, I understood from a lot of it. The, the storyline, I get. Um, the execution, I think something was wrong in terms of the script to the translation onto, onto the big screen. I think a lot of the things had to be reshoot because I think what they wrote down didn't end up the way they wanted it to be on the big screen. And I know there was some chaos between the actor and the actress, the director, uh, and, and what they wanted. And, and I'm not sure what the issue issues were, but I'm, I'm guessing... As a result, because there was some sort of chaos, it sort of affected the, the actual product. On an island off the coast of Scotland, something was summoned from the depths of hell. Something that would end mankind. And this uh, thing you worried about, did it show up? Oh, yes. You did.
We face every threat there is, and yet you take me in. Hello, son. Made me a weapon. Where's my violin? Listen up, ladies and gentlemen. Out there, there's a fifth century sorceress who wants to bring down the curtain on London and the world. Great homework. Why do you fight for those who hate and fear you? You are meant for this. Out of the ashes, a new Eden will emerge. Okay, I'd appreciate a prophecy with more relatable stakes. Be my king. We belong together, you and I. We do, but it's not gonna work, you know, because I'm a Capricorn and you're not! And no one wants to do a bad project because um, the last project you do reflects you yourself. So the stars, the actors, the directors, it's a stain on them. And everyone wants to do a good job, but no one wants to razz you. I mean, you know, unless you want a Razzie, that's, you know, not very good. So, I'm going to say this. It's, I like David Arbor. I, I I think he's the best thing about it. The sequence with the vampires and the opening sequence when he's trying to look for his friend and then they're giving him, the point of that was to tell him, uh, uh, for telling what's to come. Uh, again, shallow, didn't go nowhere. Cool in execution, cool special effects, cool horror uh, trope. Um, it's sort of like Dust Till Dawn, but there are a lot of things. Like as I mentioned, there were things like Justice League, The Haunting of Connecticut, Dust Till Dawn. Um, you know, there are so many things that you can look at and say, "Well, this is this, this is a, uh, a throwback to this, a throwback to uh, various different things," and that's a good thing. At least he is a a student of film, and. Neil Marshall, who's done Dog Soldiers, he's done both the Descent movies, which were really good horror, uh, subgenre, fear, um, just a, a really good thriller. I just think the material um, was ambitious. I don't think it was what either uh, actor, director, or team really fully realized. And um, I think because of that, I mean, it made $55 million in the box office, but its budget was $50 million. So when you go about thinking, paying back the, back the distributors and all the people, the marketers and everything else, and five million that's gonna go like that like beyond that so the film underperformed so that's that is the unfortunate thing about this movie mm -hmm. even Ian McShane's role is a contradiction I think that was intentional but it didn't come across as you wanted to be and the the climax though there is some bonuses like Abe Sapien um, the gimme with Abe Sapien which you don't see until the end spoiler um so there are some things that are good about it but realistically this is uh not worth buying it's not worth 40 bucks of your pocket to go see this movie or to buy the rental this is either streaming it renting it uh it's definitely a rental uh i recommend to go see this if you want to have a good time and you don't really care and you're, and you're really missing hellboy uh on that note i wish you a uh, happy holidays because Christmas is around the corner. Summer is almost gone. We're in August, and I just can't believe how fast the summer has gone. So uh, I'll be, we'll be back September with a brand new review. It's going to be a Travolta movie. Um, it's a Razzie movie, and it's not Battlefield Earth, though uh, it would have been exciting if I did Battlefield Earth. So with that, we'll see you next month with a brand new Razzie review movie on the third week of Monday, and we'll talk to you later. <laughs>